Startups and small businesses are vital for a thriving U.S. economy, and engineers possess the skills to launch companies and create jobs. I believe engineers should thus be encouraged and nurtured into having an entrepreneurial mindset so that the amazing ideas and research in our labs can benefit society. The development of the Innovation District on Ohio State's West Campus and a recently announced partnership with the state of Ohio will help Ohio State prepare more engineers to be entrepreneurs, our entrepreneurs. And sometimes students need role models to see other students that are flexing their entrepreneurial muscles. In this podcast, I'd like to highlight one group that is definitely flexing in an energy space. Yes, energy, the kind that powers your cell phones, your electric cars, and yes, even football tailgates. Last year, four Buckeye student engineers launched a company called Electrion that does just that. They're attracting media coverage from the likes of Forbes magazine, and they recently received an initial financial investment from MegaJoule Ventures. Welcome, I'm Ayana Howard, Dean of Engineering at The Ohio State University, and this is Ingenuity. COVID precautions, and because it's such a lovely, gorgeous fall day in Columbus, we're recording this episode in Knowlton Hall's rooftop garden. Anita Enti is a fourth-year computer science and engineering major at Ohio State. She digs fashion and loves to read. Oh, and she's the CEO of Electrion, a startup company commercializing their energy storage as a service concept. Danny Frediger, just earned his PhD in mechanical engineering at Ohio State. When he arrived here a few years back, he founded the Smart Campus Student Group, a multidisciplinary organization that develops innovative solutions through collaborative efforts and project-based teams to improve the Ohio State community. Then he co-founded Electrion. Anita and Danny, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. So, okay, before we start talking about the company and all the cool things it's doing, Tell us about the team members that aren't here today. Yeah, so um, there's Jacob, who is um, an electrical, um, uh, an ECE major, and he is um, kind of, I like to term him as our creative genius, who is behind um, a lot of the amazing designs that you see um, on our pack designs and on our website, and kind of drives that creative force on our team. And then we have um, Caleb as well, who is heavy on the creative side, side as well, um, but then also on the operation side um, of things as well too, in terms of how we transport um, the packs and how we're um, dispersing them um, at our locations. Um, and they're both musicians as well too, so that's a really great feature about them. Caleb plays the drums and Jacob plays the piano. Okay, so you use engineers and creativity like multiple times, just so that yeah. you know, engineers are creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys meet? Like, how did this come about? So yeah, I can talk about how we kind of first met. So actually, uh, as part of Smart Campus, uh, we were kind of based out of the Center for Automotive Research here at Ohio State. And um, uh, one of the things that uh, we typically do is we go around to different um, uh, you know, different events around Columbus, and so actually I was up working a table at the Chase Mobility Week at um, 
think, uh, was it up in Polaris? Yeah, or, Polaris, yeah. yeah. Um, and just happened to be sitting there at the table. Anita was interning there at the time, and she came over and, and asked, you know, what the heck are you guys doing here, and what do you do at Ohio State? And so we told her, and she was, you know, just eager to come see CAR and everything that it has to offer. And so as I was taken around on tour, started, you know, uh, explaining Smart Campus and what we do, and really from there, the rest, they, they say, is history. She uh, just jumped right in, was a super active member right out of the gate, brought in and uh, Jacob uh, and Caleb with her, and, um, you know, the four of us kind of really meshed and hit it off, and uh, it's just been a great kind of team chemistry, I think, ever since then. Okay, so it sounds like this, this connection was pretty random. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so if you think about it, though, this is how it started. Like, this is the company's start and, and how it was envisioned. And so, I mean, tell me a little bit about how did you even start a portable power company? I mean, I'm, you know, eating lunch and, you know, things about, you know, energy. I just need more portable power. It just doesn't come to mind. So, I mean, growing up, I went to a lot of Ohio State football games, uh, just through a couple of family members that went through here. And so, you know, I'm no stranger to the tailgate scene at, o at OSU. And, um, uh, you know, as you kind of start to, as you're around it enough, you still kind of start to pick up on certain things. And um, I don't know, we were actually just kind of hanging out one day with Smart Campus. And one of the things we like to do is, you know, as we're thinking about campus and the different problems and stuff like that, you know, just try to see if we can't come up with some creative solutions around it. And so one of the things I, you know, just kind of brought up was like, you know, there's, there's just a lot of like these gas generators at these tailgates. I mean, that's that's got to be a that's got to be a problem, right? I mean, uh, and so. You know, really from there, we just started talking about, well, you know, okay, we, we did the math, we did the numbers, and it's we kind of did the calculations, like, okay, yeah, there's probably several thousand generators on, on a game day, you know, uh, throughout the football season, and then, you know, backed out some of the emissions numbers, and, and you quickly realize that, I mean, shoot, this is this is a pretty big, uh, you know, environmental problem. So, again, you know, then we started getting into the solution phase of it, and uh, started kicking around ideas, and came up with the idea of, well, can we swap these out for battery packs? Can we encourage, entice people to do that? Um, and, you know, it, we saw the cost is probably a bit of an issue. So then it was like, okay, well, how do we overcome that hurdle? And so, well, what if we did it a service? And I uh, started to rent it out. And, um, you know, that's, I think, you know, really the idea, that's how it was kind of just, just kind of came about. And you can talk about the sustainability grant and all that. Yeah. And I think that like, as Danny was mentioning, like since we were always in this space, we were always having these types of conversations um, in general every week when we were having meetings and everything else. And so um, with the emergence of the Sustainability Institute and like their funding for student projects, we thought it'd be like the perfect opportunity to actually get funding for this project and explore this a bit more. Um, and just kind of just talking to more people at, uh, at tailgates and really seeing, you know, is this, this is a problem that we've identified, but how big of a problem is it to um, the actual tailgaters, you would say. Um, so yeah, so I think that our chemistry and our conversations that we would have um, was really the genesis of it all. Yeah. It has really kept us going. So you see a problem, you develop a solution, and you even had the skills to do this. Yeah, I mean, we, well, <laughs> yes, I guess part of them, uh, you know, some of the things, if you're passionate enough about it, if you don't have the skills, you find out where you can go to learn them and develop them and stuff like that. I'd say as a team, we had a lot of different skill sets. And again, I think what makes us a really good um, kind of partnership together. Um, but yeah, we just, as kind of the journey has gone along, we've all had to learn different skill sets that we didn't have before. And um, 
yeah, just just try to keep up with each other and, uh, and, and solve those problems. So given that you put all these skills together, you know, I need to just ask, are the Electron portable power packs actually being used by, okay, I'm going to say fans, but I'm, I'm going to throw in Buckeye fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so when we originally first got the Sustainability Institute grant, um, our goal was to debut them at the um, in the fall season, and then um, unfortunately COVID happened, so that um, kind of delayed our efforts. But we are jumping back into um, some beta testing this fall um, with tailgates um, in these next couple coming up Saturdays, and that's really exciting because we will finally be able to just start focusing on the voice of the customer and really like, I mean, we're engineers, so we think we've developed an amazing product, but <laughs> now, um, now we really want to see what the people think. And, you know, there may be um, just in terms of how do they want to get the energy? What do you, like, how long are they using it for? Do they even care about how they order it? Um, whether it's through an app or do they just want to submit something online? We're going to finally start getting some answers to those questions that'll better drive our direction in terms of improving our product. So. Yeah, I think, Anita, you really touched on something important there that, you know, as engineers, we like to focus a lot on the technology, and we think we have a really awesome product, and we just want to, you know, push it out and focus on the technology, but it's really the people you're trying to serve that are really important. Um, and, and so, you know, getting their feedback and, you know, understanding really how they would use the product that you're trying to put out there, and so you can make, you know, tweaks and updates and improve their experience. I think that's that's really a huge part of the entrepreneurial journey that, um, that we're all kind of learning as we go through this process. Okay, so as we know, no product uh, can really overcome first encounter with the customer. Uh, and so if you think about the today, walk me through how the service, how the power packs work based on your, your current prototype product. One of the biggest things that we've been trying to focus on is the experience or the journey that we kind of take the um, the person or the Buckeye fan that's ordering this pack and that's okay their first encounter of Electrion and that's going to be how they're inquiring about the service or how they're ordering the service so that's with them starting off by telling us okay when they need the power and um, what exactly they're going to be powering so the when what and where um, and then how we are delivering those packs and um, trying to deliver them in, um, in, a, in a sustainable manner as well too so we've, we've explored the e-bikes and having like a location on campus where we would disperse the packs from there um, and then delivering those packs um, and then how the um, the user would then be able to turn them on through the app um, or we could just switch it on as well in terms of like an MVP model um, and then as well as us collecting the packs or picking up the packs after their, um, their use. So um, as I was mentioning earlier, like the experience of the journey that we want people to have is, especially when it comes to clean energy, we want, we want their encounter to be positive and we want to encourage them to use it or increase the adoption rate of clean energy as well too. So we're trying to be very intentional with how um, we're gonna be delivering these and how we're engaging with them because um, that all plays into their experience and how well they actually um, are going to, you know, enjoy the service and continue using using it possibly as well. Yeah. No, it's you know not too much to add uh, on on my end, but uh, you know from the battery perspective, um, we uh, we actually develop our own like battery monitoring systems, uh, and so we do that, and then we have a um, kind of some cloud connectivity. Uh, component to these battery packs. So as Nita mentioned, there's an app and the, the people, uh, you know, the customers that are that are using the, the generator, the, you know, electric generator can um, can basically see in real time the, their energy usage, the state of charge that's remaining and all that kind of good stuff. 
Uh, and then also from our end that we can monitor how they're using it and learn how people are using it and all that kind of stuff. Not only from, you know, you know, improving our product, but also from a safety perspective too. It looks like somebody's using it in a way that they shouldn't or something like that. We can, you know, turn it off or cut power to it and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just to, just to be kind of monitoring and watching uh, and really learning and understanding how people interact and engage with it. Okay, so you use the word battery and power packs. And you also use the word about the experience, data, cloud connected. I think this is the beautiful thing about engineering is that it is computational and it's hardware and it's battery, which is just real, real lovely. I love it. Okay, so if you think about the, the tailgates and, and this is your, your first market that you're kind of exploring, what other markets are do you envision are you trying to enter? Um, I think that in terms of other markets, I and I think that the uh, the great part about Electrion is that there's a, in terms of like energy storage, there's a lot, you know, in terms of like grid storage that's, you know, happening all around the world, but we're very focused on the smaller scale. Um, and with our second life batteries that we're using as well too, we're really extending the life of them through the smaller use cases. So I think that focusing on like, like for example, like event spaces and if, we're in Columbus where there, we're never short of events or festivals um, and, and those opportunities where there are multiple opportunities to have vendors and people can have their own table and then there's like packages where they can, you know, have their service of um, a power pack um, with their table as they're arriving for the events and everything else. Um, and I think um, just another also market that we could break into is like roadside assistance with our, um, with our packs as well. So that's um, definitely some of the ones that we've yeah, yeah, I mean, you really don't have to step too far outside campus to see all the different use cases. I mean, Iowa State's so big, there's just endless opportunities. And the other thing, too, that's kind of interesting is you don't have to just, you know, I think we tend to think outside and you need mobile power outside. Well, that's not even true either. Like, you think of, uh, I, you know, here in Columbus, we host the Arnold every year. I mean, you know, getting a table or a booth next to an outlet, that's a premium space. You know, so there are other people that, hey, I just need to power a laptop. I don't want to pay extra to be, you know, near an outlet or something like that. Well, we could just, you know, drop off a little battery pack there and then it's, all, you know, it's indoors, but they just need it for, you know, a small application. So, uh, you know, we've, we've, I think we've talked on end about uh, all the different uh, use <laughs> cases, but we do, we, you know, we have to try to keep in mind too. We, yeah, we're excited about all the opportunities, but, you know, we, we have to, also try and stay focused as a startup too, you know, and, and you know, pick our kind of target use case and then, you know, once we get in there and then expand out and all that stuff. So earlier I mentioned uh, Megajoule Ventures and in, in the investment. Uh, can you tell us what you are going to use that for or how it's going to position you in this space? Yeah, so um, that initial investment uh, from, from Megajoule was uh, I think roughly a quarter million dollars. Um, and that's really just to kind of jumpstart this from like a smaller student project to obviously a more, uh, you know, startup entrepreneurial activity and really give it a kind of like this chance to really get off the ground and see what we can do with it. So uh, that funding right now is going into different things, just, you know, new equipment and new uh, design. We're actually, and we have a new case for our battery packs being 3D printed right now. Again, we're trying to be through every part of the process be as sustainable as possible. And so with the, you know, additive manufacturing uh, piece of that, uh, you can save a lot on the material side by doing a 3D print. Um, obviously there are some interesting challenges with that when you talk about being rough, you know, durable and waterproof, but we've actually 
working with our uh, 3D printing vendor to come up with some pretty creative solutions around that as well to make it actually a waterproof uh, uh, kind of 3D printed case. Pretty cool stuff uh, on that end. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just to give us the flexibility and freedom to explore the different ideas that we have. Um, you know, and, and as you know, India has been talking about, as we learn from the customer, there's things we probably haven't even thought of yet. Uh, that and it's nice to, you know, every idea kind of needs you know some funding to to back it, so you can explore those opportunities, and that's really what it's kind of designed to do. Beautiful. So as you might know, I'm an entrepreneur too. Uh, so eight years, the company still is alive and, and <laughs> still <great>. pushing <laughs> forward. But you know, one of the things you know I want to ask each of you is it's. Given your experience so far, one, what's the best part about launching a startup and then do the hardest part? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I, I would say, um, I, I would say the best part is just like the, the thrill of everything. Like you never know like, you know, what to expect. I mean, every week looks different. Every day looks different. Things change so quickly. So the excitement is always there, but also too, I think that and the other side of that is just like the uncertainty that comes along with it and, um, in terms of what's next and being um, unsure of what's coming and, um, and if this will really survive because there's so many failure stories, which you can learn a lot from, but of course we want ours to be a successful one. So <laughs> yeah. I think we, that we hope, right? We hope <laughs> yeah. Wrong, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I would probably say there's two, two really big things that... Uh, that I, I kind of find interesting. Uh, the one is just the many different hats that you have to wear as, as an entrepreneur, and you have to step outside your comfort zone. Uh, it's really good because you get to add to your skill skill set, um, but it's also can be a little scary too because you're you know you have to interact with people, you know that may you know let's say you're talking about a business opportunity, you have to understand what a business model is and like a financial model, which you don't necessarily learn in the classroom, right? As especially as an engineer, uh, and so you know. You're kind of learning as you as you go along, and, and you have to interact with people that know a lot more about it than you do, and you know you got to keep up with them and all that stuff. So it's good and bad on that. The other thing I would add too is um, when you kind of step out of the the classroom space and get into the you know the, the business side, it's you realize very quickly that you're a part of this like larger kind of global economy, and so things you hear about on the news that are impacting these huge massive companies yeah. actually also impact you. I mean, we're experiencing the same you know supply shortage that. You know, a lot of the large automotive OEMs are experienced experiencing as well, and it's it's a it's a pretty cool realization. But at the same time, you you know you kind of go with the the way the the world is going too, right? I mean, it's uh, it's a pretty interesting thing to kind of be a part of and and uh, and you know gain exposure to. So, what advice would you tell others then? Um, I I think that. Um, one piece of advice that I think is um, the most relevant to just like right now for me would be don't be afraid to ask for help. There are a lot of people that have walked these paths that have you know made mistakes and it's an opportunity to learn from them. Um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I don't know and, and I'm starting to realize that that's okay and there are people that are willing to sit down and take a couple of minutes to explain something um, and help you along the way. So. Yeah, that's a, I'll maybe just add like another thing. I've had a few friends that have gone through the startup space as well. And, uh, you know, some of them just think they've got to do everything on their own. And that's just not, as Anita said, that's not true. You know, there's there's always uh, resources that are available to ask questions and get help. And really, I mean, if I had to give any, just do it. 
you know, I mean, just, uh, that's, you just believe in your, I mean, really, it's like the belief that you can, that you can do it and you can learn what you need to do uh, to be successful. Um, you know, you can learn those skills that you don't know, that, that you don't know yet. I think fear is a big thing that prevents people from doing it. So you just got to kind of overcome that and just take the leap. So just do it, believe in yourself. I, I don't want to be cliche about it, but <laughs> it, it, it really is true. Like, I mean, if you, it, it, if you have the confidence that you can do it, then, you know, in your pa especially if you have the passion for it, you'll, you'll, you'll put a good effort into it and like the, the outcome will be positive. I mean, that's, that's really, I think what it boils down to. You know, so thinking about, and it's clear that you're passionate about this. And yeah. so I'm going to kind of talk a little bit then about passion and engineering and thinking about where you are today. So I read somewhere that Electrion, your team, isn't just about making, you know, megawatt billions, but you also are interested in STEM outreach. So our education and outreach program is actually um, a really special piece to us, um, especially with um, more than half of our team being minorities and then me also being a woman as well. Um, when we were starting Electrion, we really realized that these are a lot of experiences that we never really had when we were in high school. Um, and so being able to go back and um, teaching or um, yeah, teaching and giving students the opportunity to learn about IoT and sustainability and how we're kind of putting all those pieces together um, is a really cool thing. And then as well as not just going into the classrooms, but being able to allow them to create their own um, projects through what they're learning with us and then coming back and seeing what they've built with that. So I think that um, just going back and inspiring and then them seeing um, what, you know, we were able to do with the, you know, with the little knowledge that we kind of learned and then just inspiring them to go out and do their own as early as they can. Among the chirping crickets and birds and occasional planes, I want to thank you so much for this great conversation. And best of luck to Electrion. I can't wait to see what's next for the team. Thank you so much for having us and thank you for your well wishes. Yep, thanks Dean Howard, appreciate the amazing opportunity. So I hope students and future entrepreneurs everywhere hear this. It is possible to be a student and an entrepreneur at the same time. Easy? Well, maybe not. But it sure sounds like Anita, Danny, Jacob, and Caleb are enjoying the journey and are excited about the future. And I am reaffirming our commitment to build a nurturing environment for establishing an entrepreneurial mindset. If you like what you heard and are interested in learning more or suggesting topics, be sure to connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at OSU Engineering. Thanks for listening.